IWEP Network. It's in the pod. I'd love to like memorize something to the point where I could just recite yeah. it like you're saying. Yeah. There's lots of old country songs I could do that with. I got the Pledge of Allegiance. That's about it. That's about <laughs> <laughs> and that you one was against the... my will, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, I'm Mario. Welcome back, I'm Chris. We're two Diablo friends talking about things we like, tackling a plethora of subjects, telling stories instead of going to therapy, and hoping you'll laugh the pain away with us. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Pull up a chair. It's been a, it's been a minute. It's true. But I feel like I feel like we're like in a sweet spot right now. After mm-hmm. Santa Pod kind of freed up some like mental space that I true. had like blocked off. True. I'm even guesting on a couple shows now. Yeah, I saw that. You've been busy. Yeah, try, I feel like if we're turning a new leaf and we're trying to do things more efficient for us personally, for our for our project, it's it's like, why not get more ears on it? Why not get more eyes on it? And, and then for anyone who happens to be listening to this, I want them to also get quality content. So now I can steer them towards other things as well. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So here's a little reminder. Take a screenshot of the episode right now and either send it to somebody or if we haven't earned your trust yet, I get it. Let it sit on your photos for a little bit. And then when you come back to it, you're like, you know what? They were great. I will send that to somebody. Yeah, you can put it on. You can even put it on your social media, even on your stories. Uh All we're asking for is 24 hours. Not lifetime on your on your timeline. It's not temporary billboard. Just right on, just right on your story. Yeah, but yeah, I got at the time we're recording and posting. I guess no, at the time we're recording, I've been on interviews with everyday people with Tony, and that was a blast. Just getting the, the chat. Yeah, and then episode the fifty five of Welcome Back. If you want to jump back and listen to that. Yeah, and at the time of posting, I will have guest spotted on Not Cool in High School, which is like. The pop culture media, uh, movies, TV shows side of the IWP network. And uh, that episode is going to be focused around one of my favorite movies, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Not cool in high school. is like they're expanding, right? They got all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. I didn't realize they also have like four members too. So like hopefully I'll actually be able to get a word in without like, <laughs> right. interrupting everyone, you know, because they're all in person and I'm, and I'm like getting yeah. Zoomed in or, or what? What's the what's the what's the studio app he uses? Streamyard, Streamyard, Streamyard. So I'm streaming in, um, but it should be a lot of fun, and I'm I'm yeah. excited to like spread Grandpa Joe slander. Good, yeah, yeah. He's a monster. Yeah. He's a dirty rat. <laughs> <laughs> I started I started going through like the seven deadly sins and trying to like associate different characters from the from the movie with each one. <laughs> And I was uh-huh. doing pretty good there for a second. And then I realized, like, if I do this on their show, and if you're listening to that show and you're over here, you'll hear this probably, or like if it worked in. But essentially, what I'm going to do is after we do it all, I'll be like, guys, let's just take a moment and look at all of those things. Doesn't Grandpa Joe commit each and every one of them? At <laughs> I least was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a lazy bag of bones. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm so excited to, to dive into that movie. They're going to talk like the the production history of it. They're going to talk like uh, like what stars have gone on to do since starring in that movie. But I just have like some hot takes on like 
in-universe incidences and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> awesome. That's good. So, speaking of this, can we talk about your um, network, your, uh, your, sorry, your interviews with everyday people conversation? Like, what was that time like? What stood out to you? Did you enjoy it? Your interview with Tony? Yeah, it was a blast. Um, I actually, I actually messaged him at one point, though, because being a couple of guys who have gone through uh, Bible college and are pretty open about, you know, our personal philosophies, I noticed that we started to, like, hang on there a little bit. And I hate, I don't like the idea of being pigeonholed in, into, like, making that the only thing my life's about, you know? Sure, sure. And so, it was great to be able to, like, talk more broadly about, you know, where my mind's at now as compared to like two years ago and, and like who I'm developing into as a person in general and not just, you know, it's, it's weird. You don't want to overshadow, you don't want to say that it overshadows you, but like you're a pastor and you know, your faith's not the only aspect of your whole life. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, it was nice to, to, you know, start that conversation but then I, I could see it started to creep in and we started having that religious debate. And I know that I'm trying to save that for you and him to have that uh, <laughs> religious debate on interviews. But, uh, but yeah, breaking off of that, talking about things, seeing how similar our childhoods were. Yeah. In a yeah. Way, it was fun. You know what hit me when you're in that interview? I thought it would be really funny if when we are, and, and it's not too late to start this, <laughs> but when we are doing guest spots and on podcasts where we're not together, if we just like, we're really passive aggressive about each other and they're like just sowed seeds of we actually hate each other, but only when we're being interviewed individually. That's only happened one other time in a podcast that I'm aware of and it turned into like a real life feud. So I'm not sure if we want to go down I, that path. That's correct. And I think it has potential and I think we can fix it. I think we can redeem it. And I think you should throw some digs at me on your Willy Wonka interview tomorrow or your Willy Wonka panel tomorrow. You know who really loves Grandpa Joe? <laughs> yeah, nothing like nothing like real, uh, you know, you don't have to be like, yeah, I hate that guy. But just like yeah. subtle digs, you know, and to like just get some people talking. He freaking hates chocolate. I don't know what. He's a, <laughs> he's a chip guy. I don't know. <laughs> he eats sweets. Oh, that's true, actually. I'm more of a savory guy. Uh, boo. You can use that. Um, you also asked Tony a question about movies that I wanted you to ask me. Did we and not, I don't really. That's, I was literally thinking about this earlier today. Did I ask you that last episode? No. Well, then I'm. I'm happy I heard to you ask that question today. Yeah, I heard you ask Tony, and you're like, oh, "I ask people this question all the time." And I'm like, "What? I'm right here, man." I've pound, I've done this question a lot the last two weeks and in person. Uh huh. So that's what I meant by it on the podcast. So don't, don't, mm-hmm, I'm, so, I'm mm-hmm. sorry if I slighted you too hard, but um, what you should have said was like, I I don't ask Chris these types of questions. He wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, Chris is a good. Yeah, yeah, for the feud, for the feud. I yeah. would ask, I would ask Chris, but every time I like ask him about himself, he gets real quiet and like shuts down on me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good idea. <laughs> um. Uh. Okay. Yeah. So the question. Top five, no particular order. What are your top five favorite movies? And I don't know if you've been stewing on this since I asked Tony, because you're like, I can't wait for him to ask me so I can tell him. But if you need a moment, I can give mine first. Okay. I've been intentionally trying not to stew on it so that I could like come up with it, you know, kind of in the moment so it could be really Mm -hmm. authentic. But you Mm -hmm. should tell yours while I um, put mine together. Okay. So 
in no particular order, what I go with is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, The Wizard of Oz, The Shawshank, the Shawshank Redemption, The Truman Show, and Dragon Ball Z Revenge of Cooler. That's my top five favorite movies. Also, Pleasantville with Tommy McGuire is like in the top ten, I think. It's like it's kind of floating close there. I kind of forgot it existed until I watched it until I came across it on TikTok and it reminded me how much I <laughs> loved that movie and I need to watch it again. Hmm. Also, I'm not sure if the Dragon Ball Z one counts, but it's just it's such a fun episode and the soundtrack's amazing. <laughs> oh, it's an episode? <laughs> it's it's basically basically Dragon Ball Z put out like hour-long episodes instead of 20-minute oh, episodes yeah. and, and called them, like, movies. They're basically just straight to VHS <laughs> movies. And it's yeah. completely out of canon. Like, at the events of Revenge of Cooler, Goku's supposed to be, like, off-planet. And, like, a couple characters are supposed to be, like, dead. But they're oh. all there for this episode. Like, it doesn't fit to the timeline. So it's, like, it's like non-canon, but it's a lot of fun. The multiverse. Yeah. The Dragon Ball Z multiverse. Okay, I think I've got five. Now, here's the thing. If I did stew on it, I might come up with better answers. Um, none of my movies have been out in the last like decade. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Because um, I don't want recency bias to play a, a role, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so here it is. They're, they fall into a couple different categories. But I'm going to group two of them together. And it's Dodgeball and The Longest Yard. Okay. And I'm including them because they were, at a time, my favorite movie. Um, I think they they probably have a similar humor, you know, like a Vince Vaughn movie and a Adam Sandler movie. They they kind of mm-hmm. all they kind of all the same thing. Oh, <laughs> I've made a mistake. Um, right, we got time. So, we got time to fix your okay, mistakes. I'm, I'm gonna replace. I'm gonna replace Longest Yard, and I'm going to replace it with. Can I use a whole franchise? The Austin Powers trilogy. Okay. All right. Yeah. When I asked the Andrew, um, a couple weeks ago, he. Said he couldn't think of a Lord of the Rings movie or a Star Wars mm. movie, so he's just going to make one of his five Star Wars and one of his five Lord of the Rings. I was like, oh, I'll allow it. Yeah, I think that that's... I mean, because they're all so good, it's, it's hard to pick one. I mean, granted, um, the, third, the third Lord of the Rings is the best, but... We actually just watched uh, those movies with, with students, and it was very fun. Nice. Um, it was only the second time I'd seen them. So, Dodgeball is probably in the last slot. Um, and then I'll go... Number four, I'm going to put Hercules... The Disney animated one. Okay. Nostalgic reasons. I don't know. I rewatched a lot of Disney movies, but that one really, really stuck. And Sam and I have watched it a million times together. So that there's special there. Um, number three is where I will put Austin Powers, I think. No. Okay. Number three is where I'll put Muppet Treasure Island. I think that's what I'd like to do. Um, and Muppet Treasure Island. I, I don't special know place why. in your heart. It really is. So I watch Puppet Treasure Island every year, once a year, on my birthday. Um, a tradition that I stole from Paul Cooper, who watches Dawn of the Dead on his birthday. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. He says he is like his favorite movie, and he watched it so much that he had to relegate it to like a special occasion once a year. Yeah. He's a genius. And so that's why... That's I for the same reasoning. Because like... I, but for me, it was kind of the opposite. Like, I would never watch it. Mm-hmm. Um so, so it's perfect. It's like, you know, I get it occasionally. And, and now it's, it's like a month before my birthday, almost exactly. And I'm start, I'm getting the itch. Like I'm starting to sing the songs and I can tell it's coming. So I'm anticipating <laughs> Muppet Treasure Island next month. Um, 
So that's number three. Number two, I'll put the Austin Powers trilogy. Just finished watching them again. Man, they hold up so well. Breaking the fourth wall stuff. It's all so good. Wasn't the biggest fan of Goldmember. Okay. I, I could hear an argument that that's the weakest of the three. Um, have you watched The Love Guru? The um, movie that killed his career? I haven't seen it yet. But apparently like that's the movie that got everyone to stop watching Mike Myers. Oh, I thought that was an Adam Sandler movie. Am I thinking of something else? Uh, unless I said the wrong title. But uh, Mike Myers is bringing his classic... Uh, style back to this the small screen on Netflix. There's a, a new Mike Myers movie coming back that coming out that's gonna bring back that Austin Powers type uh feel that like specific subgenre of of comedy. Wow, I'm thinking of a different movie. You're right about the Love Guru. It is Mike Myers. I'll have to watch it and see if I hate him as well or hate it as well, a 3.8 out of 10 on IMDb, a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> not great, Mike. Not great. The Penta Verata. The Penta... The Penta Verata. I think. <laughs> I don't know. That's the name of this new movie that's coming out um, Okay. from Mike Myers. I will not a, re- not a recommendation, because it might suck. It might be the Love Guru 2.0, <laughs> for all I know. But, yeah, yeah. But I watched part of the trailer, and it looks like the same, like... I don't want to say zany attitude, but that kind of like <laughs> slapsticky skit feel. Uh-huh. But it's also one movie. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, he just the stuff where he breaks the fourth wall and like you know just like a it's the scary movie of spy movies. Mm. You know, it's so the good. shadow and of I, reaching in his butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all so good. And I never realized how much I liked spy movies until like. When I realized I like spy movies, I went back and I was like, oh, I love Austin Powers. Um, so my number one spot is Kingsman, which you haven't seen yet, have you? No, I haven't seen any of them. Okay, yeah. There, you know, the third one is more of a prequel situation, and it's good. It's a, it's quite different in tone, um, but the first two are very good. The first one's incredible. I recommend it. Um, so I think that would be my number one. And Is it wrapped with, with a bow on top, or is it still going, the Kingsman? Oh, no, they'll keep them coming. Um, the, so like the third one branched into a whole new world. Like the first one is, you know, it's, it's almost present day and we're like, you know, some kid is entering the secret order of the Kingsman. And then the second one is they find a a brotherly order in the United States. That's basically the same as the Kingsman, which is like a, a spy organization basically. Um, but the most recent one, the King's man was kind of about the founding of the Kingsman and they're founding around an event which I believe was World War One, um, and at the end of the movie you meet Adolf Hitler, and it seems like oh we're gonna get another one here soon. <laughs> so, um, wait, so it's like set in World War Two times, or it's like showing that like Hitler survived somehow? Well, the first one's World War One, so oh, so they're all set in old time. No, the first two are present day. This yeah. this third one was a prequel. That showed the or, the beginnings of the Kingsman organization in World War One. Correct, and, and they that's, teased that's where a World War Two. Gotcha. Movie as gotcha. Well. I thought that his appearance was in one of the present day ones. Oh, like, oh whoa! No, no. And, he's, <laughs> and he's super old. <laughs> no, no, but it's it's gonna be it's good. I'm very excited. <laughs> if he shaved his mustache, you think anyone would recognize him? 
Just like a different uh, haircut. Get rid of the, I the, the most dangerous facial hair. Yeah, it's true. One of my worst fears when growing my mustache was that I would get like the reverse Hitler and that I wouldn't be able to grow anything right there. Like some mm-hmm. people, you know? It's yeah. really a shame. That'll ruin your whole beard game. Some people have like a really wide reverse, so it only looks like they have like a like a mustache over the edges of their lips. You ever oh. see people with like the real big gap in the middle? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you forgot to shave for months on end. Are you depressed? Like, there's no way you're growing that out on purpose. <laughs> that has to be an accident. <laughs> if people um, are accusing your haircut of being an accident, you have a bad haircut. <laughs> I have I have a take. All right, so hang in there, non wrestling fans. There's a wrestler. Oh. He just got released from WWE because when he was younger, he shaved his beard into Ooh. the Hitler stash and, yeah. and shouldn't have done it and doing the Hitler salute, shouldn't have done it yeah. and took a picture of it. Definitely shouldn't have done it. All of it. All of it shouldn't yeah. have done it. But quick thought, quick thought. Every man who shaves, <laughs> every single one of us has thought i've yeah. never done it yeah i would admit it if i i don't know if i'd even admit it if i'd done it but i didn't do it <laughs> i didn't do it part of me wants to say that i would admit it if i did it um yeah because of my point that i'm making but also there's i get maybe there is something special about not crossing that line but but every guy who's ever shaved it has shaved their face like if you went from a beard to nothing you've you've done it where you just cut everything except for giant sideburns and look like a doofus for an sure. hour until right. like your your partner yells at you to shave it off the rest of the way or like you leave yeah. a big handlebar mustache one month or or uh there's all different ways every guy has thought at least once it's true to, and i think it's it's mocking him Right, it's not, yeah, no, definitely yeah. not definitely not support of the, of one. Certainly of the, not an honor of the if Holocaust. not the yeah. monster of the world. It's like him and like Genghis Khan, right? And like I'm not sure who's like the worst person to ever exist. George Bush, and no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's always there. But the fact that that he crossed the line to actually do it, and not only do it, but take a picture of it, yeah, yeah, and then not only just take a picture of it for posterity's sake, but to send it to someone. Oh, the silliness. Imagine being so evil that no one can ever, like, wear that facial style. The people lose their jobs over looking kind of like you as a joke. Man. And, like, that's the thing, though. It's it's also, like, it wasn't just, like, general facial. Like, if you wore a goatee, people wouldn't avoid avoid (laughs) goatees forever because a ton of people already had them. He had him and Charlie Chaplin. No one can ever dress (laughs) up. But you know what, guys? (laughs) I have a really thick middle mustache, and I love Charlie Chaplin, so I'm going to bring it. Like, <laughs> there's no, there's no bringing it back. Yeah, I know that you uh, aren't an Office fan, but there is a bit on the Office where somebody like dresses up as Charlie Chapman for Halloween or something, and then leaves the hat at home by accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, and like you, you talk to some people, and they're like, "Oh, I can't, I can't even believe." That he would even think about doing that, and it's like it's like every guy has thought it. You just yeah. don't. Yeah, and it's not. It's not like you're cheering on the monster. Yeah. You're right. making fun of the monster. <laughs> right. Who are my guys? You know. What would I look but, like if I had that silly mustache? <laughs> yeah. Can I be the one to bring it back? Can I save this <laughs> from its horror uh, history? <laughs> no, uh, you can't. Yeah. 
no yeah if you're listening coach chris here <laughs> if you, you cannot if you guys if you fellas listening because i know we have a growing female audience fellas listen <laughs> if you are shaving your beard and you have a thought like oh let me shave something stupid before i shave it off the rest of the way just continue to not do that one that's true that's an easy one to leave off the list because you're not just gonna get if, if it ever got out it's not that you're gonna get roasted for like why would you wear a monster's thing? People are just going to assume you believe everything he believed. So just, just avoid it. Just avoid it. You're not going to get a chance to explain yourself. Yeah. You're not going to convince anyone it's funny. You just don't need to do that one. Yeah. You could be like defending your case to the other people in an unemployment line. That's, that's about all you can <laughs> earn from that situation. I don't know much, but I know you shouldn't play with the Hitler stack. You <laughs> <laughs> no. play in a fire right there. It's a dangerous <laughs> game. That's true. That is true. Um, so the weather is perking up. Are you feeling it? Are you feeling any better? I know we talked about your slump in the coldness. How are you doing? I'm already feeling a million times better. Um, I've actually, we've had a few days at work where we have the, the doors open by the maintenance shop and like, it's a big giant double doors that a Mack truck can pull into. And then at the other side of the nice. building where I'm at, there's just a regular door that I can prop open and it just makes this wind tunnel. And if it's mm-hmm. nice out, it'll bring some fresh breeze through there. It's nice. I actually found a frog. I almost or a toad. I almost Emily wouldn't let me keep him. Yeah, that's not a good idea. Yeah, Todd, you'd the toad. probably kill it. No, he was he was hype. He was all about it. He wanted to be there. He was like, "Yo, you're my bro now." And uh, <laughs> Emily's like, "Dump him out into the woods because he did you bring him home if I keep." No, she wouldn't let me. Bring okay, him good. Home. I was wise enough to like message her because like I do spontaneous things sometimes, but like if I know it's a, a bridge too far. I'll try to like touch base, but hey, hypothetically, if I brought a, a wild amphibian into the home, that'd be, that'd be chill, right? You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's no, in fact not not chill. When I was a kid, my pap would bring me, pappy would bring me turtles that he would find on the farm, and he would just yeah. bring them to my house. And then I eventually found out that turtles will like they have like a really crazy sense of direction. And they'll basically spend the rest of their lives trying to get back to where they were headed when you found them. Oh my gosh. No. So like he would bring me this turtle from two counties over <laughs> and then I would make a little rock enclosure that would keep him confined for, I don't know, 40 minutes. <laughs> and then I would never see the turtle again. And I just have to assume he's still trying to get back to Green County. Wait, you'd make an enclosure outside? Enclosure is a strong word. I would yeah. like pile rocks, some up. rocks around, and then he would wander yeah. off. Right, you have no clue about his direction. He just wandered off because you left him outside. Hey, I don't know. I was like, hey, here, here's a, here's a turtle, and you're like, oh sweet, and you set it down and walk away. <laughs> More or less. You're like, yeah, no, back. I was hey, really my turtle. <laughs> Listen, you're not picturing it correctly. You were not there. <laughs> there were intentions of keeping the turtle confined. Yeah. Stay However, right here. I'll be right it. back. And then you go in, you have dinner, you know, wash up for the evening, get a glass of milk for bed. And you're like, oh, wait, let me go get my turtle. <laughs> He's long gone. <laughs> They're not that fast. So <laughs> he couldn't have gotten far. You're like, even if you wander off, I'll catch up. <laughs> uh, do you uh, Do you drink milk? Ugh. Is this going to be another opinion where I call you a serial killer? <laughs> We've had this Maybe. conversation before. No, I don't. My brother drinks milk like crazy, or he did at least, but I don't drink milk. I freaking love milk. I got actually, it's come to the point where I gotta start pulling it back because milk's like almost five bucks a gallon. Yeah, 
So I gotta I gotta cut down on my milk my milk drinking. But Turner's <laughs> just came out with freaking uh, chocolate milkshake milk. Like, okay. That's the flavor. Because like Turner's always does like banana milk. Yeah. Chocolate covered strawberry milk. But this one's just chocolate milkshake flavored milk. Interesting. And, and what does delicious. it taste like? <laughs> it tastes like. I could see why some people say this. Some people say it tastes like a melted milkshake. And I have to agree with them. But it's also just like a chocolate milk with, with malt in it. A little bit of malt in it is what it kind of tastes like. What's malt? No clue. But I like to get it ah. out of my milkshakes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cho- it's almost like a chalkiness to it. Great. Sounds delicious. It's so good. It's so good. But Emily wasn't going to grab it for me from the uh, gas station and... Like, like three people in the gas station stopped. They're telling her it's gross. Don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. I wouldn't get it normally, but uh, Mario wants it. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I'm slowly seeing ice cream shops open up. So that'll Mm. be, that's always a good time. The childhood ice cream shop by the park in the town I grew up in just got bought it was called uh, Lofty Softies, but now it's gonna be called <laughs> it's gonna be called Scoops. Okay, all right. Lofty Softies is pretty funny though. <laughs> yeah, I wish I would have kept the name, honestly. But I get I get a new owner. You want to rebrand, you know? Sure, sure. But like Lofty Softies, maybe maybe they like bought the location, but not quite the rights to the business. So like, mm, mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe there'll be a Lofty Softies in the next town over. <laughs> So I'm celebrating the warm weather by uh, riding my motorcycle, and boy, if you have been a listener for some time, you heard the saga last summer of me buying a motorcycle and learning to ride a motorcycle, and then being a motorcycle rider, and here we are. Um, I don't know how much of the story I told you. I know I told you that I broke the brakes broke out on the town, (laughs) coming up to a red light, (laughs) and... (laughs) There's a front and a rear brake, and so the rear brake went out. I guess a bolt came loose, and it ripped the whole thing up. Um, and I was able to get it home, but then I was like, it, it's just broken. And I didn't get around to fixing it, and I knew that if I didn't fix it before winter, there was going to be some warm days, that I'm going to want to take it out, but it's going to mm-hmm. be broken. Sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Um, I finally took it to somebody's house, and they fixed it, and I rode it home. And man, was that getting, it was like, it's like riding a bike. I got, I was real nervous because I just learned how to ride this thing, you know, months, like six months earlier. And I haven't ridden it. Right. I haven't ridden it for six months. (laughs) And now I'm just like at the top of this big gravel hill. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I hope I remember how to do this. And I did. And I drove it home. The wind in my hair. I got my first wave of the season to another motorcycle rider. It was beautiful. And I get it home. Is it like an automatic shift or is it a, do you have to shift it yourself? Manual shift, which I've never driven in my life until I learned how to drive a motorcycle. So I get it home and I pull it into the garage and it's about to rain. I missed the rain, the storm by like five minutes and I shut the garage door and a spring breaks on the garage door. Now I have a a garage that is, there's no doors into the garage except the garage door. So now my, bike is locked inside a broken garage <laughs> and I can't even get to it without calling a professional. So, oh um, I, I missed another no window or anything. Nice days. No, nothing. I mean, there's like, there's like windows on the front of the door, but I, 
can't. I popped one out to like play with the spring, but I couldn't get into it. So um, I had to wait and pay some a professional garage guy to uh, fix my garage door, and then it rained and rained and rained for weeks, <laughs> and I finally got it back out this past week, and it was great. Nice, nice, Andrew. Uh, he's been working on his motorcycle for a little bit, but just after my pat passed away, Andrew got uh, Andrew got his truck slightly before my pat passed away, but now it's like his project to restore it. Oh yeah. Uh, that's awesome. And so his motorcycle stuck to the wayside and uh, he's selling it and he's just going to buy like a new one. And yeah. I was like, I was like, are those like wicked expensive? And he's like, no, those just Harley Davidson's are expensive. Everything else, right. everything else right. is extremely reasonable. <laughs> like, like if you get like a payment set up, it's like 50 bucks a month and you, it's nothing like a car. Like you just, it's you just nuts. get a motorcycle routed around. So I'm, I'm back on the fence. I don't know. Mm. I bought mine outright from a friend and it, it's incredible. The insurance is like. 75 bucks a year or something <laughs> so and i get like 40 miles of the gallon so it's hard to and do. i just got life insurance from work so nice so i'm like covered right if anything happens true good for you get covered man do you have life insurance no i'm uh i'm looking into it you know i'm reorganizing some of my finances right now and uh that's one of the things that i would like to reorganize into my budget I was you'll you'll come across this when you do it, but when I was when I was filling out my paperwork, it's like who do you want to be the beneficiary of your things? I put Emily, right? But then there's this another category of the paperwork right below it. It says if the person you want to get your life insurance either dies with you or like dies before you die and then you die, who's Yikes. your backup? Who's like mm-hmm. your backup uh beneficiary? And like yeah. it's not like it's a lot of money. It's just like a standard one that you get from workplaces sometimes. And I was like, man, who? Do, how do I split this up? Who's my favorite people? Who gets who gets the money when I die? Who's the who's least likely to kill me and Emily for insurance money? You know? Oh, that's a good factor. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. I was like, and it gives you like. It gives you like five slots for names and you can write percentages next to it too. Wow. And so like, and so like I'm just like, I'm like, oh, do I like. Do I pick all my brothers and like put a little thing there? Do I pick someone like, like, okay, what happens if I write like Dwayne the Rock Johnson into like, now some pencil pushing insurance guy is obligated, morally obligated because of my untimely death and Emily's that she, that this pencil pusher has to find the rock to let him know that he has a good parent. An inheritance from a passing. He's like, oh, who died? He's like, uh, Mario from Pennsylvania. <laughs> wow, that's that's a good prank that I think your family would be pretty upset about. But I mean, at some point, it's worth it. There is a dollar amount where it's worth it. <laughs> Even put him down for like ten percent or something. One percent. Right. They're forced to contact them. Yeah, that's a good bit. I like it. Oh man, hey, you just, <laughs> you just inherited a thousand dollars, Rock. It's like what? From, from him? <laughs> if they had a third option, if it's like, all right, here's a section where you put your beneficiaries, and then here's a section where you put your beneficiaries if you and your original beneficiaries are dead, and then if they had a third section, it's like some like the the cataclysm clause where if everyone in your in your line dies, <laughs> you guys have been paying for this life insurance, so someone yeah. has to get it. I don't I, that, honestly, if a meteor struck this town. That company needs to pay someone 
that life insurance. So they're not off the hook. No corp, no corporation is going to sure. benefit from from my family tree being completely uprooted. So I got, I got, I got to figure out who my like next level beneficiary is. Diversify your assets. Okay. Yeah, Miley Cyrus, maybe. <laughs> I'm trying to think like who, <laughs> like like some random person, some random like famous it. person who doesn't need it. Just I like, like someone scroll on Instagram and all of a sudden they, they scroll a little bit and you know, all of a sudden there's like a, a video and you're like, oh, we man posted a video. <laughs> we man's like, guys, <laughs> I don't know who this man is, but he died. And now I don't know what to do with this money. You are providing some serious content to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So um, speaking of musicians, do you have any like karaoke stories? Yes or no? No. Oh. <laughs> also, okay. I didn't sing until like this last year. That's what I was <laughs> so. afraid of. Yeah. 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 I missed out on a lot of karaoke nights. All right. Well, I, maybe I'll just tell my couple of karaoke stories. Um, when we come back, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Patchwork Planting LLC. Plants, produce, you pick flowers and more. 240 Culper Road, Knoxon, PA, 18636. Wife to Evan Dar- Darling. Is that how you say her last name? Darling? No. I don't think I've ever said their last name before. D- no, no, no. Mock is their last name. Darling? Is that what you're looking at? Oh, that's his middle name. What? Which, what a sick middle name, right? Darling? 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 Apostrophe Arlie? Yarly, the king of the tractors. True. That's what she wrote her thing. Oh, got it. <laughs> You're just reading from the website then? <laughs> I'm reading her Instagram bio. Oh, got it. Mama the two wild little boys, smiley face. I love them. They're so cute. <laughs> Not mocking them, just reading it. <laughs> it's I'm true. A, it sounds like I'm being silly, but this is great. I'm obnoxious. They're great. <laughs> yeah, they're, the They're great. You can follow them at PW Planting and find their website, patrickplanting.com. They always got something new going on, so keep up to date with on their socials and their website. Patchwork Planting. <laughs> <laughs> I use Keynote. These are basic presentation settings that have to be available in Google Slides, but I've never used Google Slides. So those are strong words coming from someone who's never used Google Slides. I haven't even used Nike slides or Adidas slides. Actually, I have a pair of slides. They're pretty nice. I got Crocs as what I refer to as outside slippers. I have slides and Crocs. I'm living that Gucci life, you know what I'm saying? But not actually Gucci. But actual Crocs? Yeah, I have Crocs. Actual Crocs and I have actual uh, Nike slides. Shoot, my man. Gucci. Yeah. I got my Crocs knockoff. Only the best, man. (laughs) Those aren't gang signs. (laughs) Just flipping your fingers around. Peace and love. Peace and love, man. Um, You know how you're watching endless seasons of Ultimate Fighter? Season 20. Tonight, I can't wait to hang up because we are going to start start Survivor from the very beginning. And it's going to get crazy. Do Ultimate Fighter. Fighter. No. I'm trying to get other people in on the cult. We're 20 seasons in. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we'd still be 20 seasons behind. We're 20 <laughs> seasons in. It's, this is like, there's not a single show we've watched more than than this. Yeah. And you know what else is 
great. Nobody else watches this show. Uh, Tony does, it, or did, and you had a great conversation with him about it. But I can guarantee you, of our listeners, <laughs> less than 1%. Listen, I've ever seen one episode of that show, and yeah. yet it comes up all the time. Yeah. I still have 11 more seasons to go. <laughs> and then after that, after we're fully caught up, finally, I'm allowed to start watching live stuff. We'll be able to watch, like, current fighters, which will be a little bit more topical. People will people know who some of the champions are. And yeah. then... um. Oh, frick, I just lost it. Oh, but then also, it's what's they're coming out with another season. <laughs> so the show's not the series isn't even over. So like episode or season 32 is like coming out. And then not only that, but once we watch all of it and we're watching current stuff, then it opens up this whole other category in the UFC section on ESPN Plus of like best knockouts, best fights, best rivalries. Oh wow, yeah. Um Dana White's contender series, which is kind of like the ultimate fighter, except it's like instead of being like 16 people competing for one contract, it's just a fight card. And if you win, you're in the UFC. And if you lose, you're out. Dang. And every episode is just new fighters. So it's basically like, it's basically like, uh, it's like Dana set up a minor league for fighting underneath the UFC also. And so that's awesome. And so it's there's so much content, and we haven't even, we've been watching the show for months, and we haven't even scratched the surface yet. <laughs> there's so much. Well, now and I'm she, excited. She wants to come up with a list to too Survivor. of like all of her favorite coaches, all of her favorite fighters, all like the winners. Oh, and we're gonna wow. track all of them, see how all of their careers went. It's 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 getting <laughs> nerdy. Is like, this is like our this is the the lore, right? Like yeah, yeah. really into Star Wars. It's like we're, yeah. we're gonna know all the UFC lore. <laughs> I feel like there's a better term for that, but I like using war on this. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like my uncle loves pirates baseball. If I just want to, hey, hey, Uncle Vince, teach me the the pirates lore. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's it? Like, what's canon? What's not, what's considered like disputed non-canon? Yeah, the yeah. Pittsburgh pirates. I can't think of anything that would be disputed non-canon. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, ah, oh, you got the wrong team for that. We. <laughs> We don't cheat. <laughs> no. See, apparently, there's a website called Every Team Cheats. Are we back? Or is this a ad for everyteamcheats.com? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, apparently. Welcome it's back. A, it's, probably, it's probably a team. It's probably a fan that loved, like, a team that's known for cheating. And they're just, like, yeah. real mad and saw a domain was, yeah, yeah, domain yeah. was open and just made a website. And it's, like, lists every controversy from every team and, like, every sport. Yeah, I stopped um, I stopped the cheating discourse when I found out how much the Steelers cheated. Or were accused of. I'm not sure if they're all, like, you know, confirmed mm-hmm. or not. But, yeah, they don't have their, – their nose is dirty. Yeah. Whose isn't? It's- Exactly. That's the point. All fall short of the glory of God. Amen. <laughs> no one is righteous. No, not one. Um, we're back. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Okay. I'm surprised you have no karaoke stories. Not a single. One. I mean, I know that you like don't sing, but you party. You know, like is you not necessarily like your karaoke song, but like no proximity to karaoke. Uh, of the times I've partaken. I have safely been far enough away from a karaoke machine to avoid um, embarrassing myself. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like rocking out in a glorious moment, you know? Right, yeah. I feel like there's an opportunity there that you're missing. Yeah. The closest I got to karaoke is growing up, we would play rock band. Yeah, I knew that you were going to say rock band. <laughs> yeah, I could play all the all the instruments on hard pretty well, but the only thing I could do expert on was the mic, because it's not really singing, it's just kind of matching <laughs> pitch, maybe. I don't yeah, know. right. But it's pitch, yeah. In order to in order for us to play on the hardest difficulty on every instrument throughout the whole night, Mario was on mic. <laughs> but come on, guys, let me try bass for a little bit, and then like they put me on bass on expert, and it'd be like, burr, burr, burr. <laughs> it's like, and like, like I'm no, blind, and they're using star power to bring me back. Like, come on, <laughs> that was the third time. I can't bring you back after this. <laughs> I'm assuming you uh, have yes some karaoke stories. Sorry, I just realized that I didn't write down any times for any of that. It's so, going to be a fun um, listen to <laughs> as you're trying to figure out what to cut and what to keep. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah, so um, my oldest karaoke memory was my fifth grade uh, graduation party where the whole fifth grade went to the, the West Newton pool. <laughs> and so for some reason, there was also karaoke there. And I sang... Um, I sang a song that I heard first on Radio Disney, AM540, and it's the, I don't know if it's called I'm Blue, but it's like the Daba Dee Daba Die song, you know? Oh, yeah. And so I did that for karaoke. Yeah, yeah. I, what I, I don't remember, what I remember is being completely alone. I don't remember anyone being anywhere near that area. Like, everyone was swimming, (laughs) and I was just singing this song by myself. That's how I remember it. Um, somebody could correct me, but I'm blue. Yes, I'm blue. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not know the song well, so that that's probably for the best. Um, but my favorite karaoke story was not me singing karaoke, but I went to a party and wait, that sounds cooler than I am. I, and maybe I am cool. I don't know. I, I just yeah, wandered so into cool, a party. Man. You went to a party. Okay. Okay. So I wandered into a party. I think I don't know if it was at a bar. Say or it something. with confidence. I was at a party. <laughs> Part of this is I'm not really. Re- I'm sort of blanking on how this happened. But anyway, there was karaoke at this thing, um, and it was a thing with like the community theater that was involved in. So a bunch of like performers, and mm-hmm. these two guys apparently had a reputation for doing this, but they were singing "Love Shack" by the B52s, uh-huh. and they were singing it perfectly. I cannot even explain just two two bros performing perfect b52 impressions um you know because you have like the lady singing and then the guy who's just talking like this and they did it perfectly it was incredible yeah yeah and so now i have aspirations for sam and i to recreate that moment in our (laughs) karaoke opportunity but uh, i'd love to like stick with something to the point where i could just recite like you're saying yeah Pretty much There's all, lots I, of old country songs I could do that with. I got the Pledge of Allegiance. That's about it. That one was against the... my will, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the preamble to the Constitution? Uh, no. Maybe? No. Yeah. Um, it's the one. It, we we did it with like a Schoolhouse Rock video. And they'd like sing a song. Like we, in order to form a more perfect union, you know, it's like a whole song. Anyway, somebody else listening knows what I'm talking about. But yeah, that's the only reason I know that. Again, against my will, I had to learn it for a test. 
<laughs> yeah. You'd think that like how much time I spent listening to Wait For It from Hamilton over and over again that I might know that song, but uh Really? Some of that I probably got. I think that's my favorite yeah. song on the uh on the what do you call that? In the in the play? Yeah, well it's a musical on the soundtrack. Um, I would say from the show. Um, but it's technically an album. You could say album. Yeah. Um, yeah, we listened to that. We listened to Hamilton enough that like we would go on road trips and just sing the whole thing, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my laughs> sing gosh. the whole time. <laughs> I can't wait till you and Sam like pop out a couple kids. And God forbid yeah. any one of their friends who gets to come along on a trip. <laughs> <laughs> True. I just sent her a TikTok of this old lady singing with her two like sons that would look like teenagers or so. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. And uh, I sent it to her thinking like that would be a beautiful picture someday. And she agreed. She thought the same thing. <laughs> like she, she sent back. She said me and my sons someday. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't. I can't remember whether or not we talked about this before, but your wife is so adorable in her responses to sending her TikToks. <laughs> Did we talk about this already? No, but she showed me that you had said that this morning when she was looking at them. She like every I'll, I'll just like every person who is close enough to me to receive a TikTok. They don't receive <laughs> one; they receive dozens. Yeah, and. Occasionally, like I'll I'll go to sleep, I'll wake up, I'll go to work, and around lunchtime, I'll bust out my phone and I'll and I'll look at my TikToks uh, just to kill my lunch break, and I'll see a ton of messages from Sam. I was like, oh, Sam must be on TikTok. <laughs> she must have sent me a lot of TikToks, and there are it's like month. it's fourteen replies. She didn't send yeah. me anything. She just watched. She'll yeah. watch a video, and then instead of scrolling to the next one, she'll back out and she'll type a message, a commentary <laughs> on each one of them. Commentary, and, yeah. And it's the best. It's the absolute best. <laughs> I used to tell her like, you know, you don't have to respond to every single one. Do not tell <laughs> but her. That. I appreciate it now. She, I appreciate it now. Yeah, she has to keep it up, actually. Well, she but, only gets on like once a month, so like she gets to her inbox, and there's like 200 TikToks from various people. From me, and she just like responds to almost. <laughs> she just yeah. responds to every one of them. Yeah, she, oh my gosh! Yeah, she actually sent a, a couple today. Mm-hmm. Let's see, let's see. Oh, I have 33 messages from Sam. Literally, <laughs> since lunch, since lunch today, since lunch yeah. today. Let me let me look. <laughs> she has sent me. She sent me one TikTok. The other 32 are responses <laughs> to, to. Oh my gosh! And now I don't want to lose laughing spot faces too, because what I do is OMGs. I'll read her uh, message and then I'll like rewatch the TikTok that uh, yeah. she sent. Yeah, me too. It's delightful. <laughs> I did not expect 33 to be sitting here right now. Because I turned off notifications on uh, TikTok. Yeah, me too. TikTok recently. <laughs> my phone would have been blowing up if I did have those on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Never change, Sam. Never change. So true. You've had Encanto in your notes for a little while, and I've been curious about what it is. Okay. So, as the pod knows, my headphones have been taken away from me at work. And so yeah. I've not had the opportunity to listen to podcasts anymore. And so instead, for the eight to nine hours a day I'm at the factory, my mind just wanders. Mm-hmm. And I was recently shoving steel and thinking about Encanto. Uh-huh. And I talked to it about Jacob at uh, Permani. So our one listeners heard this already. But mm-hmm. um, 
maybe maybe I missed it. Maybe it's super obvious, and I'm and maybe I'm just saying the obvious. But there's there's some levels too in Kanto that like I didn't think about until I was just filling time in my head. Sure, sure. Um, Talk about it. Tell tell the people. Bruno. Mm-hmm. I feel like is an allegory for a lot more than just being like an outcast from your family. Cause that's obviously that's what he is. He's an outcast from his family. He's an outcast because they didn't like his gift. Right. And so it's like, mm-hmm. it's really, it just kind of shows the, the slight meanness to uh, the, the facade, the family's putting forward. They only want the positive in the family to show. And that's kind of what leads mm-hmm. to the cracks in the foundation of the family and all that. And, and the, mm-hmm. essentially the whole plot of it. But before the actual like cracks started to show up from Mirabelle, the crack was already forming when this guy was ostracized from his family. But we learn he never left the family. He just went into hiding in the family. He like lives in the walls essentially. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of like hit me like his family wants nothing to do with him because of an immutable characteristic that they don't like about him. Him him being aware of the future, him being aware that it was going to rain on the wedding day, he didn't bring the rain to the wedding day. He was making them aware of the rain, you know? Right. Like right. when he saw Mirabelle in the in the house falling apart, he's not causing it. He just sees it. So like right. if he was telling them positive things that love him, if you're telling them negative things that hate him, but he, it doesn't matter what he's telling them because he didn't dictate those things he's telling them. He's just letting them know, like, hey, I'm doing you the decency of telling you the facts about right. who I am and what I saw. And so it kind of like made me feel like for um, marginalized youth these days. And it's, and it's, I know we don't necessarily dive into politics and I know there's a lot more to the bill on both sides that people are kind of ignoring on the don't say gay bill in Florida. Sure. But it kind of like made me like, it allowed me to put my self in those shoes of the kids who want to be who they are and want to be accepted from their family. Cause that's each night he sits down at that little fake plate he has and looks out into the dining room and sees his family. And he wants to be a part of their family, but they're the ones who chose to to throw them out because of who he was. And it kind of, kind of hit me in a interesting way while I was working. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And like, I think there's probably an element of, um, he, like the actual poison in the family is the matriarch and her like control issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is like a truth teller. And so like, he's saying all these things that are like happening, but they ignore it. We don't talk about that stuff. Like we don't, and the same with, you know, the poisonous, the toxic lady on top, like she is the real problem, but we don't talk about that. You know? Yeah. Um, we all know it's there. It's true. You know, Bruno's a truth teller. It's true, but we don't talk about it in the same way. The storm is coming. It's true, but we don't need to talk about it. Um, and I don't know that I would have gotten there if we hadn't reopened this can of Encanto. So thank you for that. Yeah. I also read a, a fan theory that like, um, Louisa was like, they saw like the house saw, um, Louisa's powers being abused and like how she was now always the one that was like lifting everything. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't give, it didn't give Mirabella power for that reason because she's, because it saw the abuse that Louisa was getting for her power. Yeah. And, uh, I thought that was interesting and probably 
not intentional but interesting nonetheless. <laughs> one of the one of the critiques I had of the film to start was how everything in the story was contained within the house and problems were solved really quickly. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's also like a very firm lesson in in like talking. Like there's yeah, a, right. there's an issue between Mirabelle and the garden sister. What's her name? The one who just grow flowers. Someone's right, so, gonna Isabella. Sure. So there's there's an issue between them, right? And she literally walks into her room just to try to like squash the beef, and she's not even like fully hearted into it. She just knows that like yeah. according to this thing, maybe right. this is how we can solve the problem, and. It looked like it was like a lost cause because she went in there with that lost cause mentality. But through just like the tiniest bit of effort of them actually trying to see eye to eye of one song (laughs) in one song, they went from like complete like opposite ends to actually like showing how much they care for each other. And it kind of goes to show like how easy it should be to mend relationships. If we do talk about it, like if we do call out the obvious, if we do discuss the things that we all know are true. Yeah. Like, it was only hard for them in their relationship because neither one of them were working through the problems together. Right. You know, they don't have to see eye to eye. They don't have to do exactly what the other one says to do. But, like, the lesson that I got out of in Kanto on that is, like, it's, like, it's at the end of the day, it's still your family. Sure, sure. It's, like, even if, like, even if you're, like, in a huge blow-up argument with a sibling, that sibling probably still cares about you. You just got to air it out. All right. Well, listen up, other Welcome Back podcast. We're coming for you. We're com- we're, in- we're <laughs> reviewing movies, and we're becoming. We're showing our genius, and we're coming for you. Also, one last thing. The other epiphany I had uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Encanto is that Mirabel. Mirabel. It's, it's just a play on words for miracle. Miracle. Mirabel. <laughs> Maybe that was like really obvious to everyone who watched it. But I don't like, think so. It's, it seems, I don't think that was obvious. It seems to me like the miracle built the house and then Mirabelle fixed the house. So she's like the second miracle who like sure. brought a, 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 a family that's falling apart back together. So like, yeah. it's like that was, that was my last little thing. I was like, I wonder if that was intentional to make her name sound like miracle. It could be. My, my concern is it, it's Spanish. So I but think it wasn't filmed just, in Espanol. It was written in true. English. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but to say that it had English wordplay, I am less likely to um, to agree with. It doesn't matter what I agree to, but believe, I guess. Mm. Um, I don't know if there is a Spanish meaning, but maybe not. I mean, not that you're, you have to be wrong. I don't know. Wow, well, I'm wrong. Wow. Wow. Sometimes, sometimes you're wrong, my man. If only there's a lesson... From Encanto for us to fix this relationship, but I guess the feud continues. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? Um, did you see Turning Red by chance? Not yet, but I hear it's about periods. It's just so not. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. No. I thought that it was like uh, it's supposed to be an allegory for becoming a woman. I mean, I guess if you like twist and jump through hoops, I guess. This is what I other really people don't think about. So. I've never, I've never yeah. seen it. No, I've heard that. And there's like lots of outrage and I don't have kids and maybe I'll think differently when I have kids, but I don't know. What's your perspective of it? Is this a girl who turns into a panda? Yeah. It's about, (laughs) 
Like it's, it's very base level of what they tell you. She literally doesn't have her period. <laughs> like that is a yeah, discussion. Well, they're not gonna. They're not gonna show her getting her period on a. No, I understand movie. like why people think that. I just, I don't know. It, it seems to me more about hormones and and um, emotional management, mm-hmm. um, because it's not. You know, I I don't know. And maybe they, I don't think they've come out and said, yes, it's about periods, <laughs> but uh, there is like a, a period reference in there. Um, either way, you took out that reference and it would not be about that and everything would be fine. I think. I think also I've heard people complain about like the parents being the villains in too many movies or something. Um, but it made me think of this because, again, it's like the mother of the family's got issues. And if we like had better communication, <laughs> we could probably solve some of these issues. Um, I think it's super healthy to write all these movies about parents being imperfect. Not that they have been perfect in past Disney movies, which I think is also, <laughs> that would be silly to say. Um, I don't know. It was Disney, all right. It wasn't Disney's that good. already like attacked the, um, the step parents for a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and now they're going for, uh, yeah. the biologicals. <laughs> Um, Disney dads are just my favorite. They're, they're, they're nailing it on Disney dads lately. Love it. Uh, what was the one where like the girl's emotions were in her head? Um, inside out inside out. Yeah. 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 The, the, when they went to the dad's thoughts, he's just like, I was in a band. (laughs) (laughs) And it was interesting that like, um, anger was, running the show in dad's head and sadness was running the show in mom's head. Mm. And it was really, it it was, I don't know. I, I understand that like psych, psych psychiatric people are using inside out to like with emotional management education and like with kids and stuff and, and teaching them about like, you know, these different emotions and their people that live in our heads, you know, like as a, as a tool, as an illustration. Um, Hey, this is a great movie. I'd like Turning to Red. I, I want to be clear. I'm not recommending Turning Red because it was not that good of a movie. <laughs> I just want to be good. clear. Encanto was very good. R- Turning Red should have gone straight to Disney Plus like it did because it was it was sort of okay. Yeah, speaking of Red, I haven't seen Brave either. Is Brave any good? It's all right. Um, also not like a top tier, but I just saw it for the first time not too long ago, probably last year, and uh, pretty good. Not I don't know. Not at all what I thought it was going to be. I haven't seen Luca yet either. Speaking of Disney dads, has a very good Disney dad in Luca. Man, we're falling not, behind on we're falling behind on Disney stuff. We're falling behind yeah, on Marvel up. stuff. There's not really anything new on Star Wars, but I haven't watched uh, Boba uh, Fett. Boba Fett yet? Yeah, the book I hear it's Boba not good. Fett. I heard it's like the Mandalorian reskinned. Well, I mean, there's I think two episodes in the series that are Mandalorian focused. Oh. Spoiler alert. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> People have uh, said like has the best episodes, Saber, right? I have, have no idea. I've never seen any of these things. Oh, <laughs> I saw like the first two episodes of Mandalorian. Ah, I don't care. Um, but somebody said the best episodes of Boba Fett are the ones with, where Boba Fett's not in it. And they're actually about the Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, he's not even in some of the episodes. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how I understand it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So we got to get you on some of these, uh, other shows on the network these these crossover episodes and we gotta have we gotta find a time yeah. to bring some of them in i thought of, and i'll talk to you off screen about who i thought about bringing in but um but yeah we'll, we'll get yeah. through some i think i think this uh 
it's not season three until Halloween, but it feels like a new day has dawned in a way. Sure. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Something yeah. new about with our recent state of the pod and changing stuff. And yeah. Yeah. A reinvigoration. Sp- spring is sprung. I'm feeling sprung, my man. Want to speed round? <laughs> Let's speed round. Um, have you tried Mountain Dew Spark yet? Yes. Delicious. It's incredible. What fire. raspberry lemonade? Yeah. Mm, at least. Yeah. Um, I noticed in editing last week's episode <laughs> that you kept saying Idlewild. <laughs> Idlewild. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how you say it. Yeah. And definitely not how it's say it. Like there's a D at the end of that word. Do you know that? That's Ottawa. Yeah. Going on Ottawa. Very Pittsburgh. Very Pittsburgh of you. <laughs> yeah. I also noticed in that editing that reggae horns are almost exclusively acoustic now. Every time I have a reggae horn, somebody, one of us is going, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> and, then I, and then I put the real one over that. <laughs> so um, that's all. The last thing I wanted to say, I have begun the Kanye docu- documentary. Did you see that this happened? It's called Genius. It's on Netflix. No, I have not. Should yeah, they I think pull it like, for how crazy he is, or do you feel like it's like not connected at all to what we're seeing with him and Kanye and Pete Davidson? Um, I don't think that anything he has done should result in good stories from should not be told. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, plus he's already been paid. So, like, what would pulling it really do? It just hurt Netflix. Yeah, I even wa- I'm not sure he. I'm sure he got paid, but. Like the cameraman probably got paid really nicely. Um, this guy's been following Kanye around like his whole career. Like he's got from up and coming in Chicago footage of him like way long time ago. I've only seen Ooh. the first episode of three. Um, they're like an hour and a half each, so it's it's like takes some time. But um, I love a good story, and so no matter you know what you think about Kanye. Um, so far, the documentary is telling an incredible story, and I have no doubt that he is a genius. Maybe power hungry, maybe narcissistic, definitely a genius. Do you think he'll run for president again? <laughs> I kind of think so. <laughs> I kind of do, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so I don't know if he'll have any more success, but... Are there speed rounds you wanted to, wanted to slap out? or nope. That was all. That was I was being speedy. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Um. I mean, I wanted to talk about the new judge, but you know that's something we could say for a future episode. She's gonna be judge. She's gonna be judge for life, right? That's right. We've got time. (laughs) Yeah, we have plenty of time to talk about. (laughs) I don't really have any recommendations. Seeing as I've been watching twenty-year-old reality TV shows for the last six months. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna recommend the Kanye doc, but I didn't want to pigeonhole you into having to make a recommendation as well. Yeah, Um, Bridgerton. Oh my goodness. Have you watched it yet? The Sam Rapin yet? Was that a thing we were talking about before? No. She it's more horny it than I want, I think. I don't think I'm going to watch it. Oh my gosh. All right. Write down the timestamp. <laughs> Why? Because you're going to need to, you're almost certainly going to have to, to bleep. Well, you've confirmed my suspicions. <laughs> I will not be watching that. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us uh, at the table today in our conversation. Don't forget to subscribe 
to Welcome Back, wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate us. Review us. It's so easy. Give us some stars. Tell us what you think. Um, wherever you're listening, you can probably do that. And share this episode with someone who you would do karaoke with. Yeah. I'm so good at this now. Yeah, we'll catch you on The Wire at Welcome Back Wire on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. They're all ready for you to connect and contribute to the community. So don't forget to check out the IWEP Network and its diverse assortment of podcast offerings. And keep tuning in for more of your Diablo friends. And welcome back. You can find me online at Mario Miley. You can find me online at Chris McNaney. And until next time, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Okay.